Welcome to the Podcasters for Christ podcast, a teaching outreach brought to you by podcastersforchrist.com. If you're a Christian author, entrepreneur, or minister ready to share your message with the world, listen in as Christian online media expert, Pastor Bob Thibodeau, teaches you how to move your podcast from concept to launch quickly and effectively. Grab a cup of coffee and take notes. It's time to learn how to create a powerful podcast. Now to your host that's used online media to reach over 160 nations with the gospel of Christ, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello everyone everywhere, Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Gary Harps is a Christian CEO with over 40 years of experience in building businesses and learning what it means to be true to his faith, especially when things do not go as planned. Amen. I think we can all relate to that. I know I can, praise God. And Gary is a keynote speaker, an insightful teacher who challenges and motivates his audiences. And he's learned that along with growth, we will also experience chaos. Oh boy. But he helps you to discover the answers other successful CEOs and business leaders have found. So you'll be able to overcome the chaos that happens in your life. Amen. In the process, Gary unlocks biblical wisdom for unleashing the potential to, and every human being to lead themselves and others. And this wisdom will help you to overcome whatever it is that is plaguing you right now too. Amen. Gary's recognized as being one of the top 100 of the nation's thought leaders in management and leadership as ranked by Leadership Excellence Magazine. Because of his expertise, Gary's been interviewed numerous times and is often quoted by national and local media for newspaper, magazine articles, as well as podcasts, radio, and television interviews. So with all that being said, help me welcome to the program, Gary Harps. Gary, I've been waiting for this interview ever since we first started talking about, brother. Thank you for joining us today. Amen, Robert. I, this is going to be exciting. Like we talked before the show started, life, it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Gary Harps? It's uh, You really don't understand who you are until you go back to your roots. I grew up on a farm in northwestern Ohio with parents who came out of the Depression. Mm-hmm. So their mindset in life was uh, take low risks and work hard and do what you need to do. And so that's the environment I was raised. And um, But they always encouraged me to take risks. I appreciated that. They didn't, they couldn't, but they encouraged me to do that. And uh, so that work ethic is something that's been a gift from them. Uh, I've never really had a job in my life because I've always liked what I'm doing. And as I learned to infuse my faith, I begin to realize that if I'm awake, I'm serving the Lord. If I'm not, I'm sleeping. And uh, so there's really not a difference between serving the Lord at home or at work. It's all integrated. And um, uh, I'd, I'd say professionally, my interest has always been in business and in technology. We use a lot. We have a, a lot of technology experience helping small, mid-sized businesses. But later in life, I've been marrying the technology with best practices for uh, faith-driven leaders who really want to figure out how to not just build a business, but build the kingdom while they're building a business. Amen. Amen. You know, you you mentioned working except when you're sleeping and stuff. As a drill sergeant, 
I came up with the saying, a drill sergeant never sleeps. He's just resting until the next event. You know, and uh, and that's he can use that, you know. Yeah, I like that. I'm not sleeping, I just got done working on this. Now I'm gonna rest until I gotta come back to it again. (laughs) It's like a drill sergeant never reads, he's studying current events. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I mentioned in the opening that you help people not to just beat the chaos in their lives and business, but how to use it to our advantage. You actually have written a book about this, Built to Be Chaos, Biblical Wisdom for Leading Others, Leading Yourself and Others. In your book, you have a section titled, How Do I Get Control of Chaos? How does that work? Well, I think, first of all, I, I would point out the aha that occurred to me. Um, right? Sometimes God leads you to do things, and you realize you think you're doing it for somebody else, and you're doing it for you. And that's what happened with this book. He he led me to write this, I believe, and and now I real I realize he was helping me to, to figure some things out. And one of the big things is that so many people go through life thinking of chaos, and they're a victim of chaos. It's something we're not don't control. And one day I was reading uh, the creation account in um, the first chapter of Genesis, and it said uh, about twenty five verses in there. It says we're created in God's image. We've all heard that, and uh, we're supposed to have dominion or rule. But what, what the new thought was, I went back to Genesis 1 and said, well, if I'm like God, then what is God like? And I, I just started looking at what he had done in the previous 25 verses. Amen. And if you ask people that are of faith, uh, say, well, what did God create first? Almost everybody will say, well, wasn't it light? Isn't that where it started? And if you read carefully, that's not what he created first. Right. <laughs> He, he, the very first verse says that he, he uh, created the earth and it was void and without form, which is another definition for chaos. And so um, yeah. the the idea that I'm created to be like God, and then what God says is that he created chaos, so it's not evil. He created it. Um, and then he began to bring order out of it. And so that really was transformational in my mind, and Amen. that's why I wrote the book to encourage people to think differently. Don't start with the idea of I'm a victim of it. Um, begin to think about it as raw material for, for which you can apply purpose. Hey Amen. That's good. Yeah. I, I understood that, you know, that translated as chaos, but I've never looked at it in that perspective before. That's good. Hey Amen. Yeah. I can and preach it's eye opening. Yeah. <laughs> I can preach that. Yes. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Now, in this book, you also share the biblical secret for unlocking the potential of my people. And can you discuss this a little bit with us? You know, what, what what's the biblical secret? Well, there's two, there's two, there's some basic things you have to know before you can do something. And it, it, as a leader, um, let me draw the analogy. In the world of physics, we're really good at building things, rocket ships and airplanes and skyscrapers. And we're so good at it because the laws of physics are very uh, repeatable. They work the same way, gravity, energy, those sorts of things. And so engineers can count on what they learned from the previous generation of engineers, and they can build this cumulative knowledge and we're advancing. But when it comes to human relationships, we don't really act any different than we did five or 10,000 years ago. We, we have the same problem. We're still at wars. We killed over 120 million people in the 20th century with better technology. And 
so that this is a long answer, but getting your head straight as a leader that in a sense you are a chemist, only you're not working with ingredients that obey the laws of physics. You're a chemist where you're getting a group of people, each of which is created in God's image and is different and unique and has a set of desires that are changing. I wake up today and I want something different than I did yesterday. And so how in the world do you get a group of people to fit together into a team to accomplish something when none, no, none of us obey the laws of physics? And that's the essence of leadership. And, and the Bible has a lot to say about that. It basically says that we cannot accomplish what God called us to do, which is to have dominion, without working together with other people. Right. And so with that background, we can start to answer your question of, uh, first and foremost, a leader has to take ownership for defining purpose. Amen. And so the analogy I'll bring to chaos is you will always have chaos until you have purpose. So if um, you go into my grandmother's kitchen, there's 10,000 spices and ingredients and stuff in the cupboards, and it in a, it's organized, but it looks kind of chaotic. I don't know what to do with it until you have a menu. Yeah. And then as soon as you have a menu, you know, oh, I need a little of this, a lot of this, some of this. And that's the way it is in life. I built our house. It was a lot of big stacks of lumber and all that. And then a blueprint comes along. So when you're feeling, um, when you're leading yourself or others, and you're feeling like chaos is overwhelming you, the first thing to do is to stop and meditate on purpose. And uh, there isn't just one purpose. That's another illusion. People will say, what's my purpose in my life? Well, that's not uh, helpful because when, when you're single and young, you have a purpose thinking about your career. And then you get married, and then you have a purpose for the union you've created, this family. And it has purposes. You still have purposes. Your family has purposes. Then you go to work with somebody and they ask you, you give that, they give you a paycheck and you subscribe to their purposes. So this idea of what's my purpose in life, it's it's the I think is wrong thinking. It's it's um it's you have a set of purposes and you, it's your job to integrate them. Amen. So that's that's a long answer. Now there's 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 more details, but I'll stop there. <laughs> hey man, no, that's good. You know, I know some people are are hesitant about mixing faith in the workplace. I mean, uh -huh. you have matter of fact, you have a complete webinar on this topic, right? Yes. And the bottom line is that we should be using the workplace as just one way to build up the kingdom on this earth, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. And and Basically, the the whole business, the whole person process. Now, you describe that as a kingdom impact business. Can yeah. you explain that for us? Yes. One of the biggest challenges when I talk to Christian leaders is, first of all, they they think they should build a business or integrate their faith in their business, but they don't know if they can. They don't know if they can do it legally. They don't know how to do it technically. They just don't. They're fearful. And so we've we've um, prayerfully thought about how to explain this to them and to their teammates that uh, think of a pyramid in three levels. At this base layer, uh, what people want, every every person wants, regardless of faith and background, every person wants to work for an organization that is relatively stable, well-managed. I think I'll have a job next year because the, the business is working. 
they want these basic things. They want honesty and integrity in the workforce. They want to be treated right. So these are things that a well-run organization can do for society and for the people in it. That's layer one. We call that uh, just sort of business care, business health. The next layer is we, we label it as soul care. It's an arbitrary term, but it's dealing with the things that you and I can do for each other, brotherly love. Like if I see you in need, I help you. And, and to begin to promote in an organization, you don't just care about the individual from eight to five. You begin to think about them holistically as a person that has other needs at home and create the kind of leaders that look at a person holistically. We call that soul care, and it's things we can do for each other. And most most faiths will agree with that, right? It whether you're an atheist or not, you would like to be cared for. And um, Jesus emphasizes that a lot. But the third layer is what we call kingdom impact in, in its uh, spirit layer. There are things Jesus can do for people that I can't. Amen. Yeah. And and so so many uh, business leaders stop at the second layer. They view their job as to treat people right and to honor God in the way they run the business with honesty. And, and it's absolutely true. But if you don't offer the third layer, then uh, people are missing the things that Jesus can do that we can't do for each other. And I don't, you don't ram it down people's throat. You don't force it, but you have intentional strategies in the organization to say, if I identify somebody that's interested in knowing more, how would I point them in the right direction? How would I hook them up? And there are a lot of best practices out there for doing this. And that's, we have, we have studied that and come alongside organizations to help them both think through the technology you need to just manage the business and the leadership training you need to think about these three layers. Man, that's good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You got to have that solid foundation to build yeah. the rest of the pyramid up. That's know? right. If, it's if interesting. You don't have that people, solid part, everything else is just going to crumble. Yeah, it's so true, right? Who wants to work for a business that they talk about Jesus, but I can't get my paycheck? You know, right. it, it doesn't <laughs> well, work. We're working you know? on faith here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Eat on faith there. Yeah, exactly. Amen. You know, I love that you share that we are you know, spirit, soul, and body. And we are, but yeah. you encourage entrepreneurs to understand that people have a life outside of the workplace, yeah. you know, and I know I've worked for some organizations. They gave you a Blackberry and well, I'm dating myself now, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, I hated that thing. It would go off at all sorts of times, you know, and just yeah. to ask a question like, Hey, it, it, could you do such and such before we get to work tomorrow? Hey, can you get me this report and you know all this stuff? Today we got cell phones. That's, that seems even worse. You know, we're always on. But yeah, it seems like we're supposed to be available twenty four seven. What mm -hmm. do you share about that with business owners and managers? Yes, yeah, so there's <clears throat> the idea that we promote is to move from what we call balanced thinking to integrated thinking. And so many times, uh, I didn't invent this phraseology. I was listening to a CEO of a trucking business who was explaining this, how it took her a long time to quit. She was a mother and the president of this organization. And she said, I used to say, okay, here's this time it's family, this time's work, this time's church, as separate things that she drew boundaries between. And she's changed her thinking to be integrated. 
And so here's how you can turn your, you know, your cell phone from your enemy to your friend is um, like, it's, it's not always that at work, or I, I'm having a work interruption at home. You can also have family interruptions at work. So there are, I'm, I'm not, That's I want to be true. careful what I say here, but I can, I can go to my son's baseball game or grandson's baseball game at 3.30 in the afternoon because I have a cell phone. You see the difference? Yeah. And so you want to take advantage of it and you want to create a culture where people can live an integrated life. And I have people that I know have young kids and I say, go to their events. They're only going to be young once, but make sure your work gets done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and so turn what could be an enemy where they only see the downside of the cell phone, turn it into the positive. Now, you have to have a high trust environment to do that. You've got to have people you know will get the job done. And so they trade some time here for some time there. So, you know, uh, you'd ask earlier about how to care for people. And the first thing is demonstrating that you love them. That's what creates trust. And if you don't, if you just are loving people to use them, it, you don't build trust. Yeah. Amen. It's especially after the pandemic or during the pandemic and now after uh, a lot of companies realize the amount of money they're saving in, in office space and all that by using remote working. Mm-hmm. And that had to involve trust. And, yeah. and, and I know, uh, you know, my son-in-law, he's senior for this one company. Another one is, is in his company as well. But, uh, you know, the people who abuse that trust, they don't work there very long because they're not getting their job done. You know, yeah. you, you know they, they don't care if you work from six in the morning until 11 and then four to eight at night as long as the work gets done. You know, so you know, stuff like that. But uh, that's the other side of available. They're also available. If someone calls, hey, I'm having a problem. Like my one son-in-law, he, he he's computer technology. He's he's his job is to make sure they don't have problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they may call, call him. Yeah, they may call him at nine o'clock at night. Not mm-hmm. usually, but if they do, it's something going on. Yeah, yeah that's right. So that can be abused and be too much, but if you if you can balance it, um, you know, I, I, one of the things you said about accountability is. You know, the the it's people like the love each other idea that are maybe not thought deeply about what discipleship means, but uh Jesus says to love each other, but with accountability. I mean, he he had high standards. And um, you know, sometimes I will have somebody say to me, Well, you're a Christian and you're doing this or that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and they try to use it against you. And in reality, it's a higher standard. It's not a lower standard mm-hmm. because I'm working for the Lord. And yeah. um, uh, he, he knows when I'm cutting corners or not doing things in an excellent way. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the loving thing to do is you have to escort somebody out of the, the job they're in, even yeah. out of your company. If, if they can't be winners, God created people to be winners, to overcome and 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 if you can't do that in a particular job, you're lying to them by keeping them in a job they can't do very well. Yeah. So. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Trust is, I mean, it doesn't matter where you're working at, you know, in the military, you mm-hmm. had to trust your leaders. You had to trust mm-hmm. those on both sides of you that 
Yeah. Everyone was going to do their job. If everybody did their job, everybody goes home at the end of the day. You know, I mean, it's, it's that simple. If there's a breakdown somewhere in that link, those chains, somebody may not go home at the end of the day and it could cost them their life. You know, so that and that's that's one thing that I loved about the military, which is one reason why I went back into law enforcement was that camaraderie, that, that mm-hmm. brotherhood, that sense of I got your back, you got my back. We can do this. They worked on it. Yeah, that's right. And and it's the same, you know, talking to my son-in-laws and stuff about their businesses, you know, that's what they depend on too. You know, you got mm-hmm. your job. We're dependent on you to get this done. And yes. if you can't do it, why do we need you? Yeah, I agree. It's been a blessing in my life to always work with people I've trusted and um, they've trusted me. We've been through a lot of hard things. I've made about every mistake in the book. (laughs) And I'm still making people. That's how I learn by making mistakes and don't do it no more. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You're not defeated until you stop, until you quit. Then then you're defeated. Yeah. Well, Yogi Berra, it ain't over till it's over. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Gary, this has been so interesting. Golly. If someone wanted to buy your book, Built to Beat Chaos, Biblical Wisdom for Leading Yourself and Others, how can they do that? Is it on Amazon? Yes, it's on Amazon or all the major bookstores. And uh, of course, they can go to our website, leadfirst.ai, mm-hmm. um, has access to the book and other resources we have. Amen. Amen. If someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question, get more information, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Uh, they can go to the website. I I directly make appointments with anybody who want to talk to me about business and faith. So if they go to the website and ask for a meeting, chances are I'm the one that's going to talk to them, depending on what the topic is, unless it's technical or something like that. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. If someone wants, you know, I've got, you know, helping people with our, our starting their podcasts. And, you know, like I said, with the radio station, we can do live broadcasting and all that. Someone is having an issue with it. There have been times when I had to set up a three-way thing between my son-in-law, who's our IT director and in the ministry and, and them and me. And, and by watching him walk them through setting stuff up, then I learned Mm -hmm. and I got now where he rarely, I rarely have to get him involved on a call, you know, because I've, I've learned how to do it. And that's, that's why, that's how I learn by actually doing, making the mistake, fixing it. And okay, that worked. Well, next time, let me repeat that. Oh, guess what? It worked again. Amen. Okay. I think I got it figured out now. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus was a huge advocate of of mentoring. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. So, uh, and, like I said, if, if they want to do an interview with you, just reach out through the website on sure. the contact form, something like that. That's right. Absolutely. At my, this stage of my life, I have nothing more important to do than to encourage and come alongside other people that are trying to integrate faith and business. Yep. Amen. Amen. I, that's, I feel the exact same way. That's, that's what I'm telling people all the time. Our mission is to help you do your mission. That's, Amen. that's what we do. You know. So I'll put links to all this in the show notes down below. Praise the Lord. Folks, cultivating the character and mindset of godly wisdom, it's going to help you to overcome the chaos that really begins in your mind. Like Gary said, Gary and his team are helping you to stay kingdom focused and overcome the chaos and help you succeed in life and in business as well. Amen. If you want to lead consistently from a place of wisdom, perspective, and experience that, that experience that true freedom, Get in touch with Gary and his team right now. Just drop down the show notes, click the links right there. While you're there, be sure to order his book, 
built to be chaos, biblical wisdom for leading yourself and others. And, and when you come at these problems from a point of view of kingdom wisdom, biblical wisdom, and with the tactics and techniques that have been proven to work in business and in life, you can't help but win. Amen? Just Amen. drop down the show notes. Get in touch with Gary Harps right now. Gary, thank you again for coming on the program today and sharing all about your great services, man. I, I do appreciate it so much. Thank you, Robert. You know, you're bringing order out of chaos just by these interviews. Thank you. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who knew I could fix chaos? Hey, <laughs> 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 man, well, I appreciate your time, brother. And I can't wait to talk to you again. This is really great. I got to have you back on again in the future. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Gary Harps and myself, as Pastor Bob Ramin, reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.